3: Now, you'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to slash tutor.
0: Hey, this is Buck Sexton, and you're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast, part of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Podcast Network.
3: Hello, and welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I'm Tudor Dixon, and today it's time to take a political temperature. Right now, Trump is still up in the polls, but interestingly, He's now demanding Republican loyalty in the form of a Joe Biden impeachment. And this may shock you, but I believe impeachment could spell political disaster for the entire Republican Party. So we'll talk about that. And speaking of Joe Biden, the old boy must have gotten some negative polling on denying his own grandbaby. I know, crazy, right? You can't just say that you only have six when you actually have seven. But it turns out that the Bidens decided it's time to show little baby Navy a little love. Oh, wait a minute, not baby Navy, because now she's four, she's actually nearly five years old. Maybe she'll get her own Christmas stocking at the White House this year. Her father is a world-renowned artist, so I'm sure he could craft one up for her in no time flat, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. This mere mention of the child is not exactly picking bedroom furniture for Pop's house. And last but not least, We have a re-emerging Kamala Harris. I say this because as Biden's scandals begin to boil, the folks in the administration are pretty desperate to retain power. And now that they see their fate may lie in the hands of a cackling, world word salad spewing, world stage failing vice president, can they fix that? Sadly, they actually made a lot of steps toward recovery in one interview this week. So I want to get to that as well. But you're probably asking, why would I say impeachment could hurt? Look, I fully understand why Trump wants it. He was impeached for suggesting Joe Biden was involved in a corrupt relationship with Ukraine. And sure enough, after Devin Archer's testimony and Hunter Biden's text messages, and let's not forget the whole laptop, I mean, a whole lot of stuff, all signs point to ding, 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 corruption. 20 phone calls with the then Vice President Joe Biden, with Hunter Biden's business associates. Remember, these are business associates in adversarial countries. And Joe Biden is the vice president. So the question is, is Joe Biden really that stupid that he just took all of these phone calls? And you have to understand something about being vice president. It's not like that. It's not like you can just answer the phone at any time and people don't ask what it is or say, yeah, maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't take that phone call. So I don't think he's that dumb. And then you have to ask yourself, well, what was Hunter selling with these phone calls? Just access to talk about the weather? Doubtful. Was he selling political influence? Was he selling policy? That's the question. But regardless of all of that, does an impeachment help us get the country back on track? Well, this is what Trump had to say about that in a rally in Erie, Pennsylvania. Listen.
4: Any Republican that doesn't act on Democrat fraud should be immediately primaried and get out. Out. So he
3: wants this impeachment. And if you are not acting on this, Trump is calling on you to be primaried. So now suddenly this changes the entire election. To Instead of focusing on the issues of what's happening to people every day, it's focusing on whether or not we can get Joe Biden back through an impeachment. And if you are going to be primarying a lot of these folks who are in toss-up districts who are trying to desperately hold on to their congressional seat to make sure that we keep the House, then you know what a primary means. A primary means that we're going to have to go farther and farther right. And is that going to win? I say no. And I know that horrifies a lot of you, but let's just think about this. You make this next election where people stand on impeachment rather than these issues that we face every day. And the Dems are great at manipulating that message in the media. The media is on their side. Let the people vote him out and permanently get rid of him. That is the best option we have here get rid of him, fire him. Let's not put all of this out on the air for the media to twist. You go through an impeachment hearing and you're going to have both sides litigating this in the news for the entire presidential election cycle. The news media that is, again, not friendly to Republicans, they're never going to let the truth out there. They're going to have all these Dems come up on on the media constantly and say, this poor old man, These Republicans are just attacking him over his family. And this man that is his son is a drug addict. He is a recovering drug addict. Do you have no heart for people who have been through this? And it will destroy us. The Dems leverage that against our congressmen and women, and we are in trouble. And then you've got primaries going on where you're pulling Republicans further and further right Republicans have got to start playing the same game Democrats are playing. Fight with the truth. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast.
4: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
1: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
3: Litigate this in the court of public opinion. Take these messages from these hearings, take these text messages, take the Devin Archer words, take all of this and put this in ads and show the people exactly what the facts are. Do not let the media twist this. Our candidates, our political machine needs to start using the evidence, uh, the evidence against Joe Biden in our messaging not in the media. Make sure this man does not get the White House back and then hold him and his family accountable for their crimes. The taxpayers don't need to be footing the bill for this impeachment hearing, which could quite honestly, very possibly give the White House back to Joe Biden because of the endless media coverage they'll get. And they'll turn this into witch hunt. Unlike the Trump hearings, the media will say this is a witch hunt against Joe Biden. They will fully support that it is time for the Republican political machine to get the message and Joe Biden out. And look, old Joe, he knows he's in trouble. They had it made, they thought they had it made. They had the sweetheart deal, it was global immunity, Hunter Biden, his baggage, everything that came with Hunter was finally going to fade off into the distance for Joe because of the sweetheart plea deal. But you see, one judge got in the way. The global immunity thing, it was just too tough of a pill to swallow. No one under investigation for other crimes has ever been given global immunity, which means Hunter could not be held accountable for the past crimes he was being investigated for. But when the judge asked, is there any precedent for this? Has this type of deal ever been made? The prosecutor had to kind of sheepishly acknowledge, you yeah, actually, no, this is a first of its kind deal, special... Whipped up special for the president's son. Well, guess what? The deal getting thrown out is truly a pickle for everyone. At least a free Hunter Biden would allow the administration to give Joe an out. They could even prop up Kamala. I mean, she's their only hope of staying in power if there's no Joe. This is the administrative state, the people that are working for them. But look, the administration, they're not the only ones that have an interest in Joe stepping down. You have the Newsom and Whitmers and all the other bottom feeders waiting to suckle at the sweet teat of George Soros and feel the full energy of the Democrat machine lifting them to power. But as long as Joe has to protect Hunter Biden, man, that really screws things up. That stands in the way of them getting there. You may have heard Corinne Jean-Pierre asked if Biden would pardon Hunter. And what she said is, is very interesting. Listen to what she had to say about whether or not Joe would pardon his own son.
4: From a presidential perspective, is there any possibility that the president would end up pardoning his son? No. Well, is there
0: a,
3: I, a, I just well, said well, no. Well, I just well, answered. No, no, no. Emphatically, no, no. She's not going to say anything else. Why? Why is that a no? He can't. Because if he pardons his son... He admits the corruption. So you see, pardoning him, the whole House of Cards falls. And it doesn't just fall for the Bidens. It falls for the Dems. It's something you can't recover from. All of a sudden, the guy has to admit, this is all pretty bad news, and I'm going to pardon him and then step down and hand it over to someone else. That just doesn't work. They won't recover from that. And they, they fear losing that much ground. You see, Biden will gladly pardon him if he loses in 24. He has no choice. But he can't do that beforehand. And he could certainly never cut a deal with one of the other candidates like, hey, I'll step down, you run, and then pardon my son at the end of your term. Because unlike Trump, you see, Biden, he's actually been in government his whole life. And when you're in Washington, you learn one thing. There's no loyalty. So he would never trust another politician who's going to say, don't worry, Joe, I got you. I'm going to take care of Hunter for you. So what happens if that can't happen? You see, now you have to enter into the cleanup machine. And the cleanup machine says, you know what, Joe? It's kind of not so popular for you to not really acknowledge Navy. Navy Roberts, your granddaughter, who's almost five. So Jill and Joe are like, shoot, what are we going to do? This is starting to become a problem. Hunter's still in the news. He's not going away. The plea deal didn't go away. And therefore, there is one key problem we must fix, and that is a child That we have refused to acknowledge. You see, if the plea deal had gone through, Navy would never be acknowledged because they were just going to wash their hands of Hunter altogether. He was just going to ride off into the distance. But see, that didn't happen. So now Jill and Joe were like, what are we going to do? They're going on vacation for 10 days perfect timing. You're going to the beach. No press. I mean, let's face it. Nobody wants to get close to Joe Biden when he has a new shirt on, so they're not going to bug him on the beach. No better time to be the doting, loving grandparents and start to nip that unacknowledged granddaughter story in the bud. But how do you do that? How could you possibly make this sound good? Well, if you're the Democrats, you have the whole media machine at your fingertips. So go to a beloved tabloid called People and dump as much of a message of love as you could muster for little Navy, that's Hunter's daughter, and do it on a Friday afternoon. So here's what they said. They had this exclusive in People magazine and it says, quote, our son and Navy's mother London are working together to foster a relationship that is in the best interests of their daughter their daughter, preserving her privacy as much as possible going forward. Yeah, like she's got a lot of privacy from that family. They literally don't talk to her. This is not a political issue. It's a family matter. Whoa, that actually, I feel like that's what we've been saying for so long. This is family. Why aren't you acknowledging this little girl's family? But okay, all right, so I'll give it to him. Good. They're going to say something. He goes on to say, Jill and I only want what's best for all of our grandchildren, including Navy. Again, her name is Navy Roberts. To be clear, it's not Navy Biden, because the Biden family actually denied the little girl the use of their last name. They didn't want her to be a Biden. Now, to be fair, the name has been traded on so much at this point that I don't actually know that it has much value anymore, and I personally think she's much better off without them. But... Politics pushes and pulls. And right now it turns out that claiming all of your grandchildren pulls really well. And as of Friday night at 5 p.m., the Bidens now claim to have seven grandchildren, the newest of whom is nearly five years old. And just so we know you don't forget that little nugget, it took almost five years for them to talk about her. And the president and first lady they may have said something about Navy Roberts. They may have talked about her. But the funny thing is, they've never met her. The president and first lady have never met their nearly five year old granddaughter, who they now claim as a granddaughter. And for that matter, her own father has never met her either. What a delightful family. So that whole situation not going swimmingly. It's really not a pretty situation. So what do you do now? Well, enter. The understudy, Kamala Harris. Pathetic as her term has been, and it's been pretty pathetic, she may actually be their saving grace. So where do you go if you have to make Kamala Harris look like she's the next president of the United States, or even for that matter, that she's the current vice president of the United States? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you go to ABC? You know, their unofficial comms team, the mainstream media. They're surely going to cut out all the awkward cackles, the trailing word salads, the uncomfortable admissions that she has not actually accomplished what she was tasked with by the big guy. I mean, that is, that's what we call him these days, right? The big guy. I feel like we can all call him that now. He's like, everybody's dad, right? We can just all call him the big guy. So they go to ABC. I mean, ABC, I say, good choice. It's not MSNBC. It's ABC And aside from one awkward laugh during the interview, which you have to really be paying attention to notice, it's like a pretty strong comeback for Kamala. I mean, a shockingly strong comeback for Kamala. And that's going to work for her because she's part of the left. They don't really need that much. And just so you know, if you thought the abortion wars were over, Or if folks out there were thinking Republicans are actually winning on this issue in certain states, this interview, listen to it carefully. It should assure you that abortion is deadly in more ways than one. And Dems are hoping that they can kill off all of their opponents again in 2024 on this very issue. You have to listen to it. Listen to the vice president's words very carefully when she was first asked about abortion. Here it is. Well,
5: it's about understanding that a fundamental freedom for the women of America has been attacked. And when I think about this issue and the fact that the highest court in our land just took a constitutional right that had been recognized from the women of America.
3: She calls it. A fundamental freedom attacked. A fundamental freedom. These words are chosen very carefully. She calls it a constitutional right taken from the women of America by the highest court in the land. It wasn't a constitutional right. They know that. They don't care. The words are carefully chosen. The lies don't matter because it's on the news. Again, it's on MSNBC or it's on ABC, it's not MSNBC. ABC is the news, right? ABC is safe. What they say on ABC, it must be true. So when the vice president comes out and says, it is a fundamental freedom that abortion was a constitutional right taken away by the Supreme Court, you know where they're going with this. You know that these are winning issues that they're taking out. That's a winning message. As much as you might not like it, it is. Then you hear they talk about Iowa, where Governor Kim Reynolds just signed a six-week abortion bill. The anchor actually notes 70%, she says, 70% of women in Iowa believe abortion should be legal in all cases, if not most. The vice president, I mean, it's almost like perfectly done. She, she acts this out perfectly. And you, want, you have to watch it to understand what I'm saying. You have to think about it from the perspective of people in the middle and people on the left. She looks ashamed. She announces that Iowa doesn't trust women to know what's in their best interest. It's the first time in a long time we've seen a truly prepped Kamala Harris. Her posture is perfect. Her empathy is there. And then she hits you. She hits you right where you want to hit those people, right on the edge. Those center-right people that are questioning where they are and questioning on abortion. She goes after the faithful heart who is torn on the issue of legislating morality, and Harris gives women permission to support abortion. She says this, quote, One does not have to abandon their faith or deeply held beliefs to agree that government should not be telling her what to do with her body, listen, guys. You don't have to abandon your faith, doesn't you don't have to question your Christianity? We've got you. Just come over, come on, come to this side. It's safe, and you'll be part of the team again. Listen, this is a place where women get hung up. You see they think. I'm not personally going to have an abortion. And I know my faith tells me not to have an abortion, but can I really make a decision to support the availability of abortion and still be a Christian? And Kamala Harris tells you, yes. And it's a weird place to be because government and church are actually separate in your life. You live in the world, your faith is different. It's exactly what these women who are torn want to hear. They actually want permission Because as you heard from the previous stat, if you aren't part of the people who are saying, I want a choice, then you're in the minority. If it's really 70% of women who say they want unlimited abortion, then these women, they are politically and friendly homeless. Their friends are not accepting them. So most women have already accepted the term constitutional right. And you know, if you don't agree, oftentimes you can't be friends with these people. They don't friend somebody with a differing opinion on certain things, and abortion is one of them. So you're an enemy, but here you go. Kamala Harris is cracking the door for you. She's telling these women of faith, you can come back inside of the Choice Club, and everyone wants choice. Look, even God gives you the power of choice. How bad could choice be? This may sound nuts to you. You may be out there going, oh no, I would never believe that, but it wins. They know it wins. They've been testing this stuff. They didn't just willy-nilly send her to ABC and say, sit down and talk about abortion for the first 15 minutes of your interview. They knew that was the winning message for Kamala Harris to deliver the woman who is the second most powerful woman in the world, the most powerful woman in the world, the second most powerful person in the world. It wins. And it may be the best lane to bring Kamala back. Listen, She can empathize with this. She prosecuted rape cases and they talk about the violence of rape and incest. And the vice president, she touts her experience as a prosecutor, experience the average person doesn't have. Listen to her talking about it.
5: I started my career as a prosecutor and specialized in crimes of violence against women and children. The idea that in some of these states, they would say there's no exception even for rape or incest and understand what that means. After someone has survived an act of violence to their body, a violation to their body, that these so-called leaders would suggest that she does not have the right to make a decision about what happens to her body next is immoral, outrageous and immoral.
3: No word salad there. She got it right. And it works because no one wants someone to be violated and then have lifelong consequences of someone else's crime you have to understand that the idea of that life, the other life, they're they're able to make you see that the other life is more important. But trust me, many Republicans, they're dug in on life and they're running on life. And sadly, that could fundamentally change the country because the left has the receipts, the life message. It doesn't win anymore. It didn't win in Michigan. It didn't win in Pennsylvania. And right now, as we speak, it's losing in Ohio because they are about to pass an abortion amendment that would allow unlimited abortion in the state of Ohio. And it looks really good for them, really strong. Like we're talking well over 50 percent numbers here. And Harris is talking about it. She talks about the midterms and abortion. Listen to what she says about the midterms and abortion.
5: We saw in the midterms when this issue was on the ballot in states from Kentucky to California, the people said we stand in support of a woman's decision to make decisions about her own body and not her government. So I am concerned about what's been happening. But I also have faith in the people of America. For example, your point about the people and the women here in Iowa to say that they're not going to stand for this profound violation of people's freedoms.
3: You don't have to like it. But people like choice. And the Democrats, like I said, they have the receipts. They know it wins. She goes on to say that they're going to be the party to protect women. And in many cases, that's enough for women to vote. See, they are one issue voters. And all of these new voters that are popping up and everybody goes, where are these people coming from? They are one issue voters. In many cases, they're women voting on this issue. This is hard to hear. I get it. But it wins for Democrats and it will win for Kamala. This is her moment. She is being rebuilt, rebuilt as a vice president potentially rebuilt as a president right now, right before your eyes. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast.
1: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need.
3: Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 tutor. I know you may be thinking, I don't think this interview was that great for her. Kamala's a clown. She's done nothing for the border. Wake up, folks. She doesn't have to. It's not what you do or don't do on that side of the aisle. It's what you say you did or what you say about a certain issue. And that's all she has to do when she's asked about the border, because they do ask her. Of course, remember, again, she's on ABC. It's very friendly. So they ask her about the border. They don't follow up and say, you didn't answer the question. But this is what she said about the border. Listen to this.
5: Let's agree that people should not be the pawns in a political game. Human beings should not be treated as pawns in a political game.
3: (laughs) It doesn't matter that they're literally doing that. It doesn't matter that they're shipping these people across the country in the middle of the night because they're the federal government. It's the people who are doing it that are putting them on her doorstep, that are sending them to Martha's Vineyard. Those folks, they're the ones. They're the ones that are using them as political pawns. That's what she's saying. People should not be used as pawns in a political game. And it's effective. She's telling you, I'm above this. In fact, she even invokes former Republicans, who some in the Republican Party may say are rhinos today. She says, in fact, former Republicans were for this also. She calls out Bush and McCain. They wanted immigration reform, she says. You see, Kamala she's for something. She's for reform. What is the reform? We'll never know. It doesn't matter. It's not about what the reform is, folks. It's about being for something because being for something is so much more enticing than being against something. Watch out because they get the political game. And Republicans right now, they're still trying to find their lane They're spewing messages to the mainstream media that will run the gamut of rage and disgust, but they have little direction. Dems are calculated. No message goes out willy-nilly. Even word salad does no harm. There was no damaging message in there. Even if you listen to how silly and stupid Kamala Harris sounds when she has her word salad moments, There's nothing in there that you're going to use in an ad. There's nothing damning. There's nothing that destroys her as a presidential candidate. Certainly nothing that destroys her as a vice presidential candidate. There's one clear message from their side. We'll take care of everyone. We as Democrats will take care of everyone. I mean, it's not true. But again, (laughs) it doesn't matter. It's the only side saying right now that they will deliver something for the people doesn't matter what it is. And they will be sending that to you in the form of ads that will pop up in your little hands on your phone. You know what else will pop up in your phone? It will be a tax against Republicans because the Republicans, they don't have the media on their side. And we have Republicans right now that are doing everything to get name ID up, to be that person, to be that person that's going to be the candidate. So they're going and they're talking to every media person out there. And I got to tell you, these people, even if you think they're friendlies, they're not friendlies. They're putting you in a situation where they're like, so abortion, you want to be on that six week ban. I mean, we know that that actually doesn't win across the country. We've got governors across the country who have signed it, but politically, how does that get these people across the finish line? Because they're telling you right now, the beginning of the interview with Kamala Harris was abortion. That's their attack. And the mainstream media and the conservative media are still bringing this up first. Either they're not for you or they've figured out that this is the game. Or they're just stupid enough to follow the mainstream media for the Democrats. But attacks against Republicans who have said things on camera, they will be perfectly crafted. They will be weaponized and they will be manipulated to make Republicans look like monsters. Kamala Harris just came off as vice presidential. Well, we've had this law. We have people calling out for a long, drawn out impeachment. We have others retooling their campaigns. Think about that. Kamala Harris just came out as vice presidential. People are going to go, "Wow, she's got this." She said nothing. She literally said nothing. She said, "We're four things," and people will go, "Gosh, they're four things." Republicans are out there saying, "This is what we hate," and they're saying, "We're four things." Literally, just things. There's not, there's no substance behind there. But people like that. People won't remember Kamala Harris accomplishing nothing. They won't remember her word salads because nothing of note was said in the word salads. But watch carefully. They are masters and they're shedding their skin to take on their new personas for 2024. While Republicans continue to struggle to find the right lane, they will come out there strong. I promise you, the next year of our lives is going to be an interesting one. As we watch the Democrats continuously tell you, we're for you, we're for you, we're for you. What are Republicans for? It's time for us to find out. Now, before I let you go, I want you to let me tell you about consumer tax advocate. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and you pulled your business through the pandemic. Now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at COVIDtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, even those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let covidtaxrelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. covidtaxrelief.org. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Tudor Dixon podcast. Check out the Tudor Dixon podcast dot com. You can subscribe right there or go to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a blessed day. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com/tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com/tutor.
0: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
2: For years and I really like it. I heart.